Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. Woo! I'm Dr. Dallas. Hey there. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and uh, with me as always, we have Angelica. Who? 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 What's up? Angelica <laughs> in the house. Had a good weekend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> she was just telling me a little bit about her, her weekend. Yeah. Sleeping with your extensions, makeup sleeping in. with your makeup. Yep. Oh, those days. Those days. Let me tell you, you know, I've been coming home a little bit earlier than I used to. And uh, What's early for Angelica? Well, the clubs, bars close at two, right? But okay. um, I was tired by 11. Okay. And we were just at dinner and by like 12, 1230, I was in bed and I set an alarm to yeah. go back out. <laughs> Me, my friends at one. And yeah. We you take a little breather from 11 to one. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was at home by 12 and I, okay. we were at dinner. It was yeah. just, a, and it wasn't, we weren't even going out. And it was literally just a group yeah. dinner. I didn't make it out. I was There's so There's no tired. way I could come home from a dinner. Right. Because after like you're starting, your digestion sets right. in, oh, I'm yeah. just done for the night. So you're the fact tired. that you could set an alarm, good for you if you oh, went out. Oh, I didn't out. make it out. I didn't make it out. Okay. Not this yeah. night. I literally went home, crashed. 5.30 in the morning is when I actually woke up and my makeup was- And then you went out? Uh, <laughs> and then I went out and took my dog and I saw like, you know, everybody. Yeah. The days you don't want to see anybody right. and you look terrible, that's when you see everybody. It always happens. It happens. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. And I was like- Sorry. <laughs> SOS to everybody who has to see me. Yeah. Kind of look like- um, Yikes. Jason, you know, the, the slasher movie guy. You should have just worn yeah. a hockey mask out there. I, sh I honestly should have <laughs> because you couldn't tell the difference with the makeup that was on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, how- how about we do our uh, podcast segment today? Yeah, I yeah. think this is an exciting one. It's a good one. So the topic is going to be the top 10 things your plastic surgeon doesn't want to hear yeah. when you come in for a consultation because it'll make you think, it'll make me think as a plastic surgeon, maybe you're not quite ready for surgery. Right. Um, and maybe some red flags coming up that maybe this isn't quite going to work out no, 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 no. or we need to work on some things first. So no top 10 things your plastic surgeon doesn't want to hear. We'll get right into it. Okay. So a very common thing that I hear is one of my questions is, have you lost weight, gained weight, you know, been any big weight changes over the past year? And some patients will come in and be, oh, you know what, Dr. Nahara, this is the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. Yikes. I don't want to hear that. No, you because, don't. Because, you know, to me, in my mind, I'm thinking, and they're thinking the same thing is, I've gained all this weight. I got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to liposuction me thin again. Right. No, that's, that's not the way plastic surgery and body contouring work, no. right? I mean, uh, if you're at your heaviest, you really should get back into a healthy lifestyle. Start losing that weight because liposuction and plastic surgery is not a weight loss procedure, right? right. No, it's not. Yeah. So when you come in and you're at your biggest, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, he'll take care of it. Liposuction, a little tummy tuck here right. and there. You're never going to get those results that you want. Right. You're not going to get back down to what you look like in high school, sure. or middle school, like that, or whatever you look like you're at your best 10 years before. Sure. You know, you're going to get not mediocre, not mediocre results, but yeah. not your best because you're not yeah. in your best shape. Right. So, you know, we, and I always talk to people about the difference between uh, fat that you carry like on the outside of your body, basically kind of in your tummy, the, the fat you can pinch. But then there's the fat that's intra-abdominal that I can't liposuction. Right. I can't go inside your abdominal contents. And that's the bulge people get when they um, gain weight. That's Not the, only do they look round because they have fat on the outside, but they actually have fat around their guts that pushes them out. And I can't do anything about that. And it makes it even harder to flatten the tummy. 
much less do a tummy tuck and I have to tighten the muscles. You can't tighten the muscles over a big round, you know, abdomen, you know? So that's why losing weight is, is really important. And I really like to hear like, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. I have some stubborn areas of fat I need to get rid of and some loose skin. Now I'm thinking she's working or he or she is working hard to get down to where they were before, but they just got some stubborn areas. So I would say that's probably the number one thing that you probably don't want to really hear is this is the heaviest I've ever been. Right. And it just comes back down to BMI too, right? Our BMI, our cutoff is less than 30. And if you are 34, 35, we are going to ask that you lose a little bit of weight to get down to that 30. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So don't say that you, this is the heaviest ever been, make me thin again. Because really then you should be looking at either working out or if you're really, really, you know, a little bit larger then maybe seeing uh, a doctor for a gastric sleeve or some sort of weight loss procedure, right? Yeah, I agree on that. I do. So um, our second one is... Um, I am doing this because my husband wants me to have big booties or right. uh, big titties or, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be that they really had not thought twice about it, but their husband wants them to do it. Basically, you're not doing it for yourself. Yeah. In the end, it's your body. And um, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter who wants you to have what. It, you're yeah. the one who's living with it. And you guys yeah. both have to be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, then you're not going to be happy with whatever you're getting done. Right. Yeah, I really, um, you know, when I start to hear that the patient's like, you know, this is what my husband wants to do. And then maybe the husband does all the talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't like the breast. See the way it kind of falls this way. I need it to be up here. And I want to go to a double D cup. And then the wife's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and you know, I don't like all this fat here. Can you liposuction? When, when the topic is driven by the husband only, I really worry about, is the patient really doing this? You know, obviously she's not doing it for herself. And that's who I'm operating on. Right. And, you know, uh, if the results aren't exactly the way he wants, now I'm dealing with two people, you know, the the, the husband that's demanding certain things. Yes. Um, I really want to be talking to the patient. I don't want to talk through somebody about what I'm doing on somebody else. It just, you know, um, I know that something, the dynamics aren't quite right and uh, it can always lead to trouble down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you have somebody else, significant other, um, you know, you have to make sure this is something you want to do too. Right. And I want the conversation. I want the patient to be an active conversant in yes. it. I don't need to talk through this middle person because it's very strange as a plastic surgeon that like you, you know, she's not a piece of artwork or right. a car that you want a new engine in because it'll look better for you. Right. right? Like I need to talk to that person. So um, make sure your husband, significant other, whoever it might be that you're doing it in that we're conversating about it. So yeah, that's a good one. So that's number two. Number three is the exact opposite. Yeah. I want to come in and and get a breast augmentation, a tummy tuck, but my husband absolutely does not want me to. So you can't go in and lose all the skin off your stomach or come home with magic double D's when you were an A and, or have a, big bottom and right. surprise your husband. If you guys are not on the same page, it's right. never going to work. You can't yeah. just do that, even though, yes, it is your body, but the support that's going to cause issues, right. he'll be upset. You, you know, maybe you'll have second thoughts after doing it, regretting it, um, because not both of you are on the same page on what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I, and I've seen this a lot where the husband does not want them to have, you know, um, a breast augmentation or a tummy tuck or liposuction. And you need that support system because 
when I have done that in the past, and let's say something doesn't go quite right, you know, a little wound, a little seroma, just yeah. something, not even something big. Then you get this husband or whoever, the significant other, who's like, I told you so. Right. You shouldn't have done that. Exactly. And that is not what you want to hear when you're going through, one, a big surgery recovery. And then you have someone who's saying, I told you so. I told you so. That is not the right. best way to recover. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I have to say, you know what, put that aside, support her. But what I've come to the realization after all these years of practicing is if I see that strange dynamic, I'll say, I'm not going to do the surgery unless you guys are on the same page. Right. Because if you're the primary caregiver and you're going to not, you should be doting on her, taking care of her or him. And if you're not, then let's hold off. Right. You know, you guys come to a decision. Right. Um, so uh, you need to be on the same page. Um, you know, and these last two really come down to your significant other. You know, they got to be on the same page yeah. uh, in order to do that. And if you don't have a significant other, then, you know, making sure that you have somebody else who's going to be supportive, whether it's a mom, family member, something like that. Even family members can be like, yeah. don't do this. Don't do that. I told exactly. you because they're the first people ready to say, like, I told you so. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have done that because cousin Nene got it and they got a DVT and we're in the hospital for, you know, like six months. Yeah. Um, they just they're very negative. And right. you don't need the negative energy when yeah. you're trying to recover from something big. You want someone to be positive in your life. Exactly. And so it usually ends up being the husbands and they need to be on the same page. Yes. So um, impulse, you know, sort of yes. just, um, you know, maybe seeing a picture of yourself on Instagram and going, whoa, I am just look, I hate the way my body looks in that clothing yeah. or I'm getting divorced and um, divorce is going through Monday. I'm going to get my consult Tuesday. I need surgery the next week. Yeah. Right. When they're trying to rush through these things and impulsively, I get that you want to, like you were saying, a revenge body, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. But about that's it. something that occurs over time, but yes. not like I need to get it. I'm pissed. Right. And there's, it's very emotionally driven. Yes. You're not acting on it. You're not taking time to think about, okay, I'm going through a big procedure. I'm right. making a big change in my life. I'm going to need the time off. I'm going to need to be right. recovering. While you're dealing right. with something like a divorce or a big change in your life and you just went on this impulse decision, it's going to be tough for you to actually, when, when everything's all said and done, you're going to be like, did I really want to do that? Like, right. did I just act out of emotions instead right. of actually wanting to make the change? Sure. So. And, and you might be that. thinking, I just want the biggest booty or the right. biggest breast. And, you know, it's just because maybe your husband, um, you know, on his way out the door was like, I, you know, you have small, you know, booty and I'm just into big butts and stuff. And you just impulsively have to get this revenge booty or to something. show him, yeah. Um, you know, it should be a thoughtful decision where yes. you visit and ask the right questions and know, sure, you want to look your best, um, but it's not something that has to happen right away. Agreed. And that's the reason why we, when we book surgeries, we book surgeries out in advance and there's certain things that have to happen. So right. it gives the patient for the most part, um, time to think about it and process it. So, yes. um, yes, this impulsive driven thing, you know, we want people to, you know, give themselves some time to think yeah, about it. Yeah. Exactly. If you're getting divorced, go ahead and let that go through and then, yes. you know, get everything else settled. Um, what about patients who can't afford surgery? If you can't afford it, don't go for it. Don't go and start selling the kids, the house, <laughs> the, house the, the car. car. And sell the house and sleep yeah. in a box right. in order to have liposuction 360 and right. BBL. I 100% yeah. agree on that. If you yeah. can't afford it, then you can't get it done. Right. And I mean, there are financing options that we do Correct. offer. So you're you're able to go through that. Right. But if you know it's not in your budget, sure. 
you're going to be stuck with this big payment or big finance payment every single month or trying to pay. You're like scrapping on the side and you know, you're you're literally selling your kids for, (laughs) for BBL. You don't do that. And, and I certainly understand that someone may have finances that are a little bit restrictive and that's okay. Right. What I, what I don't want to hear is that like they want to cash out their 401k no, or they're going to sell something that's a very important part of their life in order to make this happen. You know, right. I, I don't want to be that person that puts them on the brink of bankruptcy and that sort of thing because these surgeries, they're not cheap. They do, they do cost and, and, um, yeah. you know, um, you should not put yourself in financial peril just to get this done, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, get those, you know, financial things straightened out. We do have financing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. options, but please don't, you know, sell things that you otherwise would need in order to just carry on a normal life. Right. So, yeah, um, be careful with that. We don't I want agree. you living in a box just no. to have a tummy tuck. <laughs> um, what about... Um, Yes. So sometimes I'll hear that the patient has seen five, six, seven other plastic surgeons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I understand completely doing your due diligence and visiting with maybe one, two, three, maybe even four plastic surgeons. But when you start hitting like five or six, I begin to think that, you know, someone has trouble sort of making decisions or they're so... Um, you know, they're so compulsive about like getting every little detail and wanting to know this and that and that person and where they went to school that they have trouble organizing all the information and making decisions. And so they just get so much information, they become overloaded. So when they start seeing five or six plastic surgeons, I just worry, you know, like, um, are they going to have trouble sort of making a decision? And, you know, sometimes those people want to know every little detail, like, well, plastic, you know, this surgeon doesn't use a drain, but he does. Right. And he uses this suture, this suture, and he, he uses a different type of suture. You know, some of those things in the long run don't, you know, really matter as much Is do you get along with a surgeon? Right. Is that person experienced? Some main things. But um, yeah, seeing a lot of plastic surgeons can just overwhelm somebody. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think with that, it's people are really picky and they may have been turned down by other surgeons because yeah. they're like, we can't do that. So they're seeing multiple surgeons right. to see who can do exactly what they want. And right. I think that that's another big thing when you yeah. see multiple surgeons. I mean, you know, right. overall, you're going to want to, you said, you know, you have yeah. an idea of what you want. Sure. But if four out of the five surgeons say, hey, I don't think we can do that. Right. And the fifth one says, okay, uh, that's where you kind of want to step back. And that's where the compulsive comes in. Like, oh, right. no, I'm going to get that done there too. And there can be yeah. other issues with that. So, so, and that could be everything from, Hey, you know what? Um, you're, you're the person who said I can have surgery because my BMI is, you know, 33, right. but everybody else said it or a couple of people said it. Well, you know, um, that that's that's okay you know maybe that person feels comfortable but you know i give my reasonings for that yes um someone might want to have the biggest implants placed Mm -hmm. and they have the tiniest breast yes and they want to look like this i need 800 cc implants i'm like you know i can't do that and we're going to really hurt your skin um you know then they may have to go to the other person right but sometimes everybody's telling them the same thing but they just want to know, like, they'll ask questions like, how many surgeries you've done? Well, I think it's just reasonable. Yes. Um, are you board certified? Uh, have you had any complications? Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, things that I think are okay and reasonable to ask. 
But if you're asking like five different people, is your choice going to be, okay, well, he seemed to have the least amount of complications from what he said. Um, you know, he uses this suture uh, over this one. Um, you know, it's just, it becomes overloaded. And, and I think um, you should really stick to maybe two or three. And with today's internet, you can find out so much about people. You yeah. don't need to ask where they went to school. Exactly. Because it should all be there. Yeah. And if you don't want to know how long someone's been in practice, it's really easy to look up. Or you yeah. could ask the person. But, you know, if you want to go that route, then just find the person who's been in practice for 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, find the person with the most gray hair. Right. Because I don't know. Ultimately, what I see is people will choose basically based on your before and after pictures yes. and the results you can deliver. Exactly. And so, um, you know, hopefully they can judge me and judge other people on that experience. The, the you know, so the results and all these other things, you know, the honesty about like, yeah, I get some issues with seromas and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, seeing so many people, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to see that that person has a hard time deciding. Right. Yes. So, um, and then, um, you know, we talk about, um, someone who has seen and actually had multiple surgeries, right? Yes. So, um, I see that they've had a tummy tuck by one surgeon, breast augmentation by a different surgeon, revision, two revisions by another surgeon. So they've had multiple surgeries and now they're coming to me to fix all the other mistakes that these plastic surgeons, yes. you know, had done or cosmetic surgeons, because I'm the one who's going to fix everything. That's a huge red flag because if you've gone to five other people who I'm sure are very, you know, uh, unless they were just out there and didn't do, you know, something technically right. Um, but every person she's sort of, or he bad mouthing the previous surgeon, like, Oh, he didn't do this right. He didn't do that. Right. Yeah. How am I to know? I'm not going to be the next person in line that right. when I do the uh, attempted revision, she's going to go to the next person. So if you're seeing multiple people and they're all terrible, I'm just going to be that next person is how I feel. Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's a project. Um, you're coming in, you're walking in, this person has a lot of mm. things they want specifically done. And obviously the last four or five surgeons that she had seen didn't do whatever she wanted that was up to her standards. So who knows what she would yeah. say with you or how she'd want things to get done as well. Expectations yes. seem like they're a High. little bit higher. Yes. And, um, you know, I feel that if she's had it by five different people and she can't get it right. There's just no way I could meet those. And then once you lay a hand or operate on that person, you inherit everything right. that those other people did. Now it becomes me yes. as being the last person. So yeah, I don't want to be the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth person, yes. uh, you know, who's taking over, you know, these revision surgeries. Um, what about, um, you know, we've had people who come in and we ask, okay, well, you want this surgery, but who, um, who's going to be with you to help you out? And they don't have right. any fans or uh, friends or family in the area. Yeah. Uh, they tell you that they just, they don't have anybody yeah. and they're going to take an Uber here for surgery. They're yes. going to take an Uber back, which we do not allow no. to take an Uber after surgery. You don't go in a cab or an Uber right. after you've had surgery. So you need someone there to help. Yes. And we do not, when you don't have any friends or family, uh, to help you and have no idea how this is going to happen, especially if you're going to have a big surgery. Yes. I also worry about, you know, you shouldn't do the surgery if you don't have somehow, somewhere, someone to help you. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to need somebody to help recover you. You're going to need it for walking around, changing yeah. drains, using the bathroom, right. eating medications, right. getting anywhere. Um, if you don't have that support and even like mentally, emotionally, you need that right. support from somebody because it, it's going to be draining on you. It's yeah. going to be tough. And yeah. if you don't have it, 
then I don't think you might not yeah. be ready for surgery. Especially yeah. when you're when you have to take medications that make you tired. Yes. You might forget where you are with like, did I take two of the Norco? Yes. And, and is it time for my antibiotic? And yeah. you know, you you might be when you're yourself before surgery, you're on top of everything. But once you become the patient and you're feeling pain and you're tired, it's better to let someone else kind of help you with these yes. things. Agreed. And we have nurses who you can pay for, mm -hmm. you know, or at least hire to help you in this time uh, period. Right. But um, we don't want to hear that, oh, don't worry about it. Someone's going to come get me. Yes. Because we've had people who don't tell the truth and they try to call an Uber afterwards and we will not put them in an Uber. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, against policy and you never want to put someone who's had surgery in a car that, you know, you just, you don't trust that person. Right. So, um, yes, you need friends or family to help you recover. Uh, and if you don't have that, then we got to figure out a deal yeah. or don't have surgery. Um, what about, uh, I hear people who go, oh, so I'm going to get a tummy tuck and breast lift. So when will the scars disappear? Exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, <sighs> um, you know, I, uh, and, and you know, I, I, I think there is a misconception that somehow plastic surgeons can make a scar disappear, but it's not so. We can make really good-looking scars. We can hide scars and creases so you don't see them. Yes. But sometimes, well, all you will always have a scar no matter what. Right. Whatever we do, whatever cut, it's just the way the body is. Now, some people heal so well it's hard to see, yeah. and it takes time. It takes six months to maybe even a year to fully mature, but early on, you're going to see it. It's going to look red, maybe yes. a little thick, but they will always be there. And yeah. when someone has the um, misconception that, oh, so I can get a tummy tuck, when will the car, uh, scar disappear? No. And if they expect that, I say we shouldn't do the surgery. Yeah, I yeah. agree. No matter what, like you said, you're always going to have a scar. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be either faded, red, dark, whatever right. happens. There are other things you can do to take care of it. You can right. use creams, lasers, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's not going to... Go away. Right. You will always have one. It can yeah. fade, but it's yeah. still going to be there. Like so. people who want, a, who really need a breast lift. They got a mm -hmm. grade three ptosis. Their breasts are hanging down and they want an augmentation and they're like, I just don't want a scar or my husband just can't deal with a breast lift scar. Let's just do the augmentation. It's not, you know, unfortunately when someone's got really saggy breasts, it's not a negotiation like, okay, you know, right. I, you know, I don't, I just put breast lift scars on people because I, I want to, and right. we, I could always just put an implant in. No, you don't want to put an implant in and create this weird Snoopy deformity or waterfall deformity. I, I'm doing it because I can create a much bigger problem. And, um, you know, if you need the breast lift, then we got to do the breast lift yeah. with the augmentation, but it's not like, okay, well you don't want the scars. We'll just do it. The augmentation. Same thing with a tummy tuck. We've seen people with a lot of loose skin. Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't want the tummy tuck scar, just lipo. No, I can't lipo right. that loose of skin because now I'm going to create all this really crepey, ugly, lower abdominal skin. Yeah. And again, it's not a negotiation. It's, you know, one or without the other. Exactly. Um, it doesn't mean that everybody needs a tummy tuck, but when they do, you know, it's not a compromise like, oh, okay, because you don't want the scar, you know, we, we, we won't do it. Exactly. They need it. And in their minds, if the scar is much more, you know, they can't handle the scar and it doesn't make sense, you know, to have the scar, but they'll have the contour, then don't do it. But I think that the contour you get and the shape of the breast that you get outweighs the scar yes. because now you're taking away you know, whatever you really dislike about your body and restoring it. 
um, with scars that hopefully will heal very inconspicuously. I agree. Yeah. So you're always going to have a scar. Yeah. Uh, and our last one is when a patient sends us a wish picture that is too wishful. Right. Meaning that let's say BBLs are very, you know, very yes. common. They show us a picture of uh, Kim Kardashian yes. or uh, Nicki Kim Minaj. K, Nicki Minaj and go, I want to look like this. And they look like, you know, they are Miley Cyrus with no fat on themselves <laughs> right. and they're yes. so thin and they, they, they need to have this look, then that's where we have a real conversation like that, that can't happen. And uh, if they're demanding that, then actually it makes it really easy for me to say, you know, I can't do that. Right. You shouldn't have, I don't want you to spend money when I can't deliver that result. Yeah. So we've seen quite a few unrealistic wish photos, you know, unfortunately, you know, you do your best to get however they, they want, but if they are, you know, somebody's coming in for a, like a Florida Lee body lift and they want to have this tiny, tiny little waist. Right. It's going to be a little bit tougher. It might take, you know, more than one surgery for that. Um, They've they've had a history of a lot of weight gain. Yes. But then they're showing me this picture of the snatched waist of this, you know, 21 year old um, person who has never been overweight. I can't make you look like that. Right. And, um, you know, you know, I love wish pictures too, because it, then it, it really gives me a, an insight into what the patient is thinking. Right. And um, for me to say, hey, I can do this or I can't do that. Um, so even though I really do like wish, you know, wish picks, um, it also tells me if they're wanting something really big, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it. Right. Or something that's just not achievable. Oftentimes we see people who want their breasts to look a certain way. Yes. They need a lift, but they keep showing me pictures of these Instagram models who are like very young, never had a lift, never had children, never had children. And I'm like, I can't make your breasts look like the way it did before you had children. Right. I can get them up there and make them look really good. Um, But there's a little bit of a difference. That and then like with the unrealistic photos, you know, um, we always try and tell people to find what's similar to them. So, well, like we just said, how if you've already had kids and you your breasts are already saggy, yeah. it's totally normal. Yeah, don't find the the 10 yeah. 15 not 10. Yeah. Like 20 year old with the perfect perky boobs right. or if you have the history of the weight gain, don't go find the ripped athlete and you right. want a little body like hers or something along the lines yeah. of that. It's got to be similar to your body in a way. Right. Yeah. Or how you are. And, and be careful that you're, you know, these pictures where p- people are wearing like push-up bras and yes. they're like, I want my breasts to look like that. Well, their breasts look like that because they're being pushed up. Yes. I guarantee even that model will not have that sort of fullness without the, you know, them uh, pushing up their breasts. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just have to be careful with, with wish pictures. But again, um, they are really good for me to kind of get an insight into the psychology of what the patient wants. Yeah. And there are a lot of times where I say I can't do it and we just part ways. Um, and I think they appreciate that honesty because I have seen a handful of patients who've gone to other people and they were really disappointed because that person was like, they just wanted to do surgery. Maybe they felt like, oh, I could do that, but they couldn't achieve it. And they come right. back here and go, you know what? You're right. You know, maybe they want a revision or something like that. But, you know, I, I, I want to be honest with patients. And that's that's where yeah. wish photos come in handy. So those are the top 10 things uh, your plastic surgeon doesn't want to hear. Let's do a recap. Yeah. You want to do a recap? Yeah. So or do you have anything to add about those things? I think that's all, uh, for the most part, pretty good. Um, 
Like Any, we said. Did we leave off anything? Did we leave a, an 11 or 12 um, things that... Um, I'm sure there's plenty more, but yeah. those are for sure like the top 10. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Well, I think those are good ones to start off with. So right. let's just recap it for for everybody. So top 10, top 10 things your plastic surgeon doesn't want to hear. When I ask, you know, have you had any weight loss, weight change, and you say as a patient, no, this is the heaviest I've ever been. Not mm. something you really want to hear. You right. want to hear that this is the best shape I'm in or, or I'm, I'm losing weight, but I just have a lot of loose skin. But if you're the heaviest you've ever been, you need to get back to a little bit closer to where you were before. Right. Because, um, you know, this is a body contouring procedure, what we do, not really weight loss. Weight loss is the bariatric surgeons. Yes. Uh, number two, my husband wants me to have the biggest booty or titties ever. Nope. No, no, no. You want to have the biggest yes. boobies or titties. Your body. Uh, um, you know, that you've ever seen, but it has to be your choice. Um, or my husband absolutely does not want me to get a nope. breast augmentation Gotta or tummy tuck. Page. Well, if that's your caretaker, you guys need to be on the same page. Right. We don't want to hear any of this. I told you so. Yeah. It's, this happened. You shouldn't have done that. Look what you did to yourself. You guys need to be on the same page. Yep. Impulse, you know, sort of deciding, yeah. you know, really Long give yourself time. some time to process whatever event is going on in your life. Even if it's a picture you saw and you go, I need to, you know, give yourself some time to process it. Right. Make a thoughtful decision. Visit two or three plastic surgeons. Maybe not five, seven, eight, nine, or ten, yes. but visit a few, get some different ideas, and um, start making that decision because usually it does take a while for someone to think about they want surgery. For eventually them to, to for them to walk into a plastic surgeon's office can take a year sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, because they're thinking about it, thinking about it. Right. You don't want it to be like I decided uh, last week that I just needed no. to come in. So impulse uh, deciding, hold off on that if you can. Uh, if you can't afford surgery, don't sell off things that yes. you normally wouldn't sell off. Right. There's financing options, but don't even get into trouble if you can't even handle the financing exactly. options. The thing that we didn't go over with that is what if you have a complication and you had to go to the hospital and you didn't have insurance? You have all those now extra have, medical bills. Your medical bills will go soaring because yes. even just walk your foot in the, the ER door already, it's like three, four thousand dollars $4,000. Yes. You know, it is so expensive to go into these hospitals without insurance. So uh, remember some of those, you know, extraneous costs that may happen and uh, you don't want to put yourself in bankruptcy Agreed. to do that. Yep. Um, let's see. Try not to see more than four plastic surgeons because otherwise you're just confusing yourself. There are going to be, you know, they might all have different opinions and ideas. Um, it, it's hard. It's like going to the store and seeing all the cereals. And it's hard to decide which cereal you're better off, you know, having to choose between three or four top cereals. Yes. It's easier on your brain to process the information. Right. Uh, so you don't want to be seeing like 10 plastic surgeons because that kind of raises a red flag for, for everybody. Um, if you are have, if you've had multiple plastic surgeries and every plastic surgeon was terrible, you have to think, well, is my expectations too high? And right. how, how, as a plastic surgeon, am I going to be better than these other four or five different people? Because yeah. in reality, probably not, you know, because your right. expectations might be a certain way. And I don't know, um, you know, if I can do better than what, you know, five other people apparently screwed up yes, on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
you um, don't have any friends or family to help yep. you out with recovery. No you, support. You do need a support system. This is yes. a big deal, and you need someone, even if it's a nurse you have to hire, to be with you for the yeah. first week because you don't have anybody around. Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't want to try to hide it from other people. Uh, I've no, seen that right. happen where you don't want to tell us that you have a husband, but you, you want to get it, so you want to somehow not tell him and right. hide out for like a week. Right. You cannot hide these big surgeries from right. somebody. Um, exactly. So you need you definitely need help uh, after surgeries. Will scars disappear? No, no, they won't. That's an easy one. They'll always be there. Over one. time, they'll fade. Exactly. But, um, you know, we don't make incisions that disappear. Right. Because if I could do that, I'd be the richest person in the world. Uh, I agree. I wouldn't be operating anymore. Nope. I would just give that, you know, magic uh, uh, advice to everybody out yep, there. Exactly. And then, um, you know, wish pictures that are too wishful and that the patient is demanding that I look like this picture. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely don't want to hear that is a plastic surgeon, right. but it also makes my job a little bit easy because then it's a really easy, you know, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not talented enough to make you look like that. Uh, so I, I don't want to hear it, hear that, or it makes me feel like, you know, um, I just couldn't do it, but it's really easy to just say, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Yeah, make sure it's realistic. Yeah. You know, I, I don't do rhinoplasties uh, yes. like I used to because we're so busy with body contouring. But that's a very common thing. I want my nose to look like Brad Pitt or I need my nose to look like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Um, you know, people would come in with pictures. That's a very hard thing to do. I right. felt sorry for, well, I remember having it done to me and then, you know, in training and hearing that people, you just cannot guarantee you can make anybody look a certain way. Right, exactly. Or facelifts or eyebrow lifts to, uh, to look like, um, you know, celebrity. Mm -hmm. Just doesn't happen. Exactly. You, know, you cannot do that. We don't have the technology to make someone look no. like another person. Because right. if that were the case, then... Um, yeah, I don't know. We would probably just end up making those celebrities continue to look young anyways. Exactly. Right? But, yeah. um, you know, we're just we're just not there yet. No, we're not. So um, those are the top 10 things your plastic surgeon doesn't want to hear from you. Um, and if we do, then some serious conversation needs to happen afterwards. But right. um, maybe just by listening to this and you were thinking about some of these things, we'll kind of give you pause and, um, you know, kind of let you know what goes through my mind as I see people yeah. and uh, you've seen it as we've seen patients. Yeah. Um, anything that you can, you see a lot of our stuff that comes through social media, anything that's uh, funny or strange that seems to come up all the time. Um, we usually get people who ask about getting free surgeries yeah. or, um, you know, they have like a backstory to it. Right. And, um, a lot of the times it's just a lack of self-confidence and you always yeah. want to just say, you know, start off with changing your diet yeah, and maybe adding a little exercise and just see the sure. outcome of that within a couple of months yeah. and you'll start to feel a little bit better. Yeah. And, um, a couple other things we see is, um, yeah, people know. might be depressed, yeah, you know, I, they're depressed, they yes. feel like life is, you know, down on them right? and uh, they're overweight or something and they feel like this is what's going to help them. But in all reality, other things need to occur first. Yes, I agreed. will tell you the people who do the best are the ones who are in a good state of mind, yeah. uh, who are already happy with themselves, but could use a little touch up. Yes. Um, they're the ones who are going to recover, have the least amount of pain. And just be really, really good. But when you're operating on someone who's not in a good space in their life, they're depressed, they have a lot of anxiety, their pain is really bad. Exactly. They don't recuperate as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there are other things 
in their psychological state of mind that just should be addressed first before you start cutting on somebody. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, agreed. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, hopefully that was helpful for everybody yeah. out there thinking about stuff. Um, you know, these are things that go through my head, but, uh, take a listen, listen to it again. Um, these are important things, but hopefully this was helpful. Um, yeah. until next time, we're going to have another interesting topic. Yeah, on our next will. one. What, yeah. what was it that we were talking about? I don't know. Not to sleep on your makeup and smear. Oh my God. Um, don't crunch your mascara and don't you have eyelashes stuck to you the next morning when you decide yeah. to take a 30 minute nap. 30 After minutes. Going, going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, stay tuned. Uh, thanks for joining us. And yes. until next time, we'll see you on the next podcast of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. Peace out, see ya. Peace.